Now on Radio Italia Uno. It's time for Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. An hour where we have lots of fun with very interesting guests. We talk about how to start, build, and increase your business. Right now, on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, and hello, everybody. Welcome to Radio Italia Uno. We're live from Adelaide at 2 till 3 every Monday afternoon, and today we have a special guest, which I'll introduce shortly. And, of course, we've had a wonderful weekend here in Adelaide, and we've done a lot of wonderful things for a few people. I just wanted to say thank you very much to the people that sent me a couple of emails that I received and a couple of the messages. I got some emails from overseas, Ron, and the thing was that they appreciated the fact that they could use the podcast because, as you know, we were talking to the University of Turkey a few weeks ago, and then we were talking to somebody else in uh, Uganda, and at their different time zones, and and we really appreciate the fact that people were were up, you know, so early in the morning at three o'clock in the morning, and and one was like, what was it, four o'clock or something rather, uh, in the morning, just to just to speak to us because we were going live and now that we're podcasting it and recording it the show it makes it easier for people to hear it in their time zone at whatever time they want to and the other thing is uh, i've had a couple of people comment like you did ron about uh, listening to something you know hearing something from somebody and all of a sudden hearing again and then hearing on the podcast say hang on a minute what did he say? Oh, is that what he said? Let me go back and hear that again. And all of a sudden, they think, wow, the penny dropped, you know? So that was fantastic. And, and thank you so much for your feedback. We're, we're here in Adelaide, and to hear feedback from all over the world now, thank you to everybody that listens to our podcast in about 20 different countries and growing because of different students at different universities that come from different countries. When we interview them, they also talk to people at their, you know, in their part of the world and then contact us. So please keep the messages coming any comments or if there's any particular thing that you want to know I had a few people ask me about something and all I said was that was fantastic I know that we did the interview with with Stan or I know we did an interview with a couple of the other guys so go back you know to January or February and have a look there and one of the people I asked to go back rang me from here actually from Adelaide rang me and said oh thank you so much because the fact that I went back looking for the one you asked me to see I heard one of the others or part of the others to see whether it was them, and they really appreciated it. And the the thing we did with Melody Horrell, somebody on uh, LinkedIn also commented how great it was that we had her on and uh, they benefited from it as well. So, you know, whatever we do here, we try and do to help you out there. So whatever we can do, like I said, it's not me, it's not my, it's always my guests that make the show. And today we have a special guest, and I've known Derek McManus, who is our guest today, for a long, long time, um, over 20 close years. close on 20 years. Yeah, 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 over 20 years. Derek and I have were members of the National Speakers Association here in Adelaide. We've even co-presented a couple of times, Yep, I remember, at the Wavell Showgrounds and some other hall and a few other places. Derek and I have co-presented. He's a speaker and a very, very good speaker. And previously, in his previous life, he um, was a policeman. And his story, I'll let you tell. I'll let you tell the story, but he talks about now about human endurance, and this is a man who's certainly endured a lot in his time. So, welcome, Derek. Welcome to Radio Italia Uno and Happy Business Radio. Great to be here with you, Peter. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Uh, to interact with you. Yeah. Thank you, Derek. Derek, 
obviously there's a lot of people in Australia that know you, but this show goes to, like I said, 20 different countries, lots of universities, lots of people studying business, lots of people studying other subjects, electronics and stuff like that, listen to our program because of the guests we have on the show. But worldwide, now, more than ever before, people are starting to realise how important it is to look at their mental health. Absolutely. Right. Unfortunately, people look around and they see that, you know, somebody's here and somebody's there and somebody's there and they can see them. They look gorgeous. They look successful and everything else. And all of a sudden, bang, they get a big story in the paper or something other. So-and-so-and-so flying high and now is like who's who and then it's who's through, you know. So you went through a major change in your life when you were probably at at that peak of you know, of most people's lives. Yep. And then, but you, you're you one of these wonderful sort of people who keep peaking and peaking and peaking, <laughs> you know. So um, tell us about what happened. Okay, so what I talk about is human durability. And human durability is the ability to sustain an optimal performance no matter what the challenge is. Lots of people talk about uh, resilience. Resilience is the ability to bounce back. And it's a very important skill because we're always going to be throwing challenges. But being able to sustain an optimal performance is just that slight different change of perspective about how can I do this better and keep on doing it at that sustainable level where I just keep on improving. And and as I say, I seem to be going from peak to peak to peak to peak. From strength to strength. and, And I just enjoy my life and build it. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, I go through some challenges and there are some lows. But they're anticipated and mm-hmm. able to be managed properly. Yep. Now, you say that mental health is um, really important at the moment. I don't think mental health has ever been unimportant. No. It's no, just it's we're just, now more aware of it. It's come out to a lot more aware. Like I said, it's always been important. I mean, I've been doing laughter and laughter therapy for 30, 35 years. The other day I worked it out or, or longer. And I've been working with people about their health and ha- happiness and durability and resilience and all those other things, you know, and how to be happy and, you know, and what what has to happen right now for you to be happy, those sort of questions. But I've known you for a long time and I've known your story and I admire the fact that unlike a lot of other speakers, they go peak and then don't see them anymore. You know, you just keep there and there and there and there and you keep going higher and higher and higher. And the fact is even you, you keep rolling, you know, you keep rolling. And that's what I admire about you, you know, but amongst other things. But the fact is, you know, your durability is even, like I said, a bit more important than just resilience because people make such a big deal about being resilient and bouncing back. But when you keep bouncing back time and time and time again, it's a, a bit different. And resilience, like you said, it's not just about bouncing back because it means that you've gone down at some stage. Absolutely, that's It's right. about staying there and keep, keep on keeping on. Yep. So yeah. both skills are really, really important. We yeah. need to be able to overcome challenges because it doesn't matter what we do in life, whether we want to grow, whether we want to take on a challenge, or whether something's thrown at us. We need to be able to bounce back. Yeah. But the different part of that headset is that when I do take on a challenge, mm-hmm. I want to be able to anticipate what the challenges might be and have plans in place to be able to manage them. Uh, when you say that worldwide people are yeah. having issues these days, there was a um, a bomb explosion, not a bomb explosion, a chemical explosion in the port of Beirut in Lebanon. And there was about 3,000 kilograms of uh, chemical that exploded, caused mass damage, mass... Fertiliser. Yeah, that's correct, it's yes. Off. And the Lebanese people and the media were all saying, you know, the Lebanese people are wonderful, they are sensational, they'll be able to bounce back from this, they have such good resilience. There was a lady that was interviewed in relation to it, and she said, do you know something? I am tired of being resilient. 
I don't want to be resilient anymore. I just want to be able to enjoy my life. Yes. And that's what durability is about. And it's applicable to our lives, but you know, we're here for a business program. It's applicable to our business as well. We don't want to go into business and have a massive peak and then drop to an absolute yes. bottom and then have to build all the way back up again. Yeah. We want to be able to just sustain an optimal growth where everything is nice and comfortable and continues to grow and we have an enjoyable experience in, in business. And this is predictable and manageable yep. so that we can do it. Well, it's like looking at your life and doing one of those analyses, you know, like a SWOT analysis or a, business, a business needs analysis. So, okay, what do I have to do to keep this going? What, the, what, what are my strengths and weaknesses, your threats and all the rest of it? COVID has thrown a curveball or whatever you like to call it, you know, like, you know, we're playing with a golf ball and all of a sudden we get this basketball thrown at us, you know. Yep, yep absolutely. Um, and, and the fact is that people were not expecting it. Nobody predicted it. You know, I mean, the foresayers said there will be a drought. You know, some people said yes, there'll be something right. yep. happening, whatever. Nobody took any notice of it, yep. right? But we go back in time and all of a sudden there was people who have actually predicted that this COVID, some, something will happen and it won't only happen in one part of the world. It will spread so quickly and it will affect the whole world. And everybody said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, no, the fact, the fact nobody is, believed it. Well, the fact is we've had pandemics throughout history. Yeah. Right, and the fact that we've had them in the past means that we're probably going to have them in the future. Yeah, this is not going to be the last pandemic we've oh. ever we're ever going to have. Well, now people are saying that. <laughs> well, but before they thought, no, no, we got it all covered. Yeah, you know? that's right. You know, this is the thing with business. When I talk about business, and that's why your story is so so important. And the second half of this will go more into the, your story for the people that have never heard of you or have never yeah. heard your story. And, and just but, while you're talking <clears throat> about my story, so that people have some idea as to what we're going to be talking about in the second half. Uh, I was a police officer for yep. 42 years. I was in the Star Group. Yep. High-risk arrest, hostage siege, counter-terrorism. We yep. went to arrest a guy. He started shooting. I was hit. We'll come back to that. Yeah, I was we'll hit 14 times. Well, yeah, I want to know more about the durability side of things. Absolutely. Because people that are listening to this are, are studying business. People who are listening to this are lecturing in business. People who, who listen to this want to know how to get their business on track, you know. So what are some of the immediate things you can say, the th two or three things you can say to business people to make their business more durable? To make our business more durable, essentially – the model for durability that I have is a circular process, which mm -hmm. is just obviously cyclical and just keeps on going. Yeah. So the first part is we've got to have a vision for the future. Now, when we talk about visions, missions, people look at massive things. This is just the outcome you want from the actions you're about to take. And it is simple as that. Yeah. And that's as difficult as we need to get in business. We don't need to get all technical and highfalutin. We just got to know what we want yep. from the action we're about to take. And then we've got to have a base of knowledge. What are the challenges that are going to present in me achieving this? And what are the opportunities? Now, we only make choices to take action if we see an opportunity for success. Yep. But we've also got to look at those challenges as well, rather than just looking at the shiny things and well, saying, yeah, I'm going to chase there's those. A, there's a lot of people that take action to, you know, like you said, about their success. But a lot of people are so busy just putting out spot fires. Yes. You know, I mean, I, I've been working with a couple of guys and I've been mentoring them. And one guy has, during the last couple of years, uh, uh, you know, before the COVID hit, for example, he did very, very well at building and constructing and subdividing and building again, you know. So all of a sudden, he said, wow, this is great. You know, no, he had the opportunity of buy two houses alongside each other yep. and knock them down and, and he could build five, you know. And then he said, no, I'll be able to redesign this and I could put six on it. 
and he had two big blocks of land, so he was able to put six. The situation, of course, happens. Not that he got greedy, but it was going so well. So he thought, great, we'll do this. And at the same time, he was building his own home. So he, yep. built, he built a home like alongside each other. And so one he was going to live in himself and one he was going to sell. And eventually, but while he was almost finished there, he had to start the next project. Yes. You know, because yep. that's the trouble in the business or any business. You're always working so hard in the project that you're not looking at where the next one's coming from. And then you think, oh, finished now. Now what do I do? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you that's right. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. the problem and that a lot of people have. And that's why I say you've got to look a little bit further forward. You've got to look more than next year or the year after. You've got to look five years ahead at least yep. and plan what's happening over the next five years. And people plan for the five years, but then they don't, they don't go ahead. That plan has to be always five years ahead. Absolutely, you know? and, the, and the fifth part of the human durability model is commitment and implementation. Yeah. Right, so you, that's what you're talking yeah. about now. We've got to commit, we've got yep. to implement, but we've also got to have that vision for the future. Yep. Once I finish this, what do I have next? Yep. Yeah. And what comes after that? See, I've, oh, got, absolutely. I've got, at the moment, I've got four different people that I'm personally coaching, and two of them have been out of universities for – well, both of them about the same time, a year and a half, one, two years, right? And they haven't had a decent job. They've had jobs, but nothing, you know, what they're looking for. And one of them says, oh, yeah, I've sent this out and I've sent this out and I've sent this out. The other one, I said to him, because I started coaching him about six months earlier and he recommended this, the, his mate, I said, look, let me see or tell me at least a list of who you've sent resumes to and what you've sent and, and how you've sent it and all this stuff. We just tweaked a couple of things that he was doing. All of a sudden, he's got four interviews where over the previous four months, he had one interview in four months. Yeah. He was so depressed. He was so depressed. And one of his friends actually recommended me. And then he came to me and he said, oh, well, what can you do? Nobody else has helped me so far. You know, the agencies and this and that and everything else. I said, but what are you doing? I want to know what you're doing. His mental state was so bad that he was just putting things in an envelope and sending them off or, or sending emails off, you know. Yep. And I said, it doesn't work that way anymore. It's changed. I, I, it, there's a, a model that I work with in the workshops that I run, and I call it the confidence reinforcing loop. And that confidence reinforcing loop looks at what creates success for us, mm-hmm. but also what happens when we get on the unsuccessful loop where we have an attempt, we're just about to yeah. uh, give up. Yep. So we'll come back to that in the next session. Okay. Thank you. We're going to take a break. Thanks, Ron. And we'll come back. Thank you. And please listen to our sponsors. Looking for a new coffee machine for your home or workplace? Look no further than Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your experts in all things coffee. Why not come in for a chat and a special coffee tasting? You'll find us at 264 Gilbert Street in the city. Mention Radio Italia Uno and you will receive a free 250 gram bag of freshly roasted coffee beans. You can also shop online at www.fccoffee.com.au where you'll find our large range of premium roasted coffee beans, coffee machines, accessories, hot chocolates, teas and lots, lots more. I'm Danielle from Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your one-stop shop for all things caffeine. I'm Anna Faruja of Chapel Funerals. My role as a funeral director is to guide you through the emotional process of saying goodbye to someone you love. I'm here to help you make all the necessary arrangements so that you and your family may have peace of mind and time to remember and celebrate the life of the person you've lost. 
When the time comes, I'm here for you. So please call me, Anna Faruja, at Chapel Funerals on 81825100. Hi, this is David Heath, and I'm excited to be bringing my program Soundtrack of Your Life to Radio Italia Uno. Join me Friday nights at 7 for interesting guests, some great music, and plenty of fun. It's the best way to kick off the weekend. Soundtrack of Your Life, Friday nights from 7 until 9 on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Ti piace la musica? Hai voglia di metterti in gioco? Entusiasmo e personalità non ti mancano? Radio Italia 1 sta cercando te. Chiama l'82 123177 e anche tu avrai la possibilità di entrare a far parte del nostro team. Radio Italia 1, diamo voce alla tua voce. Radio Italia 1 Hi, I'm Matt McQuinley, and you're listening to Happy Business with Peter Salerno. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Matt, and thank you very much. And, and of course, thank you to all our sponsors, and please support the people who support us. We are looking to help as many businesses as we can here in South Australia and around the world, and that's why we do this Happy Business Radio. Our special guest today is Derek McManus, and we'll go through his durability model shortly. But before we do, I just want to say thank you to all the people that support us. Of course, we had a big fundraiser on Friday the 18th of June for the Nepalese coronavirus relief. And thanks to Ron and Matt and a few other people here from the station who came along. And thank you to Radio Italia Uno. We raised, I'm not just sure the exact figure, but it'll be on the night we counted close to 7,000. Now, we're not sure about the donations that people did at the fundraiser, so we'll probably get close to 10, I think. Um, so that was really good work from uh, the people that supported us. So thank you very much to all the people that support us, and good luck to Nepal. And, of course, there was a couple of uh, prizes given by funeral people that we've got. Distinctive Funeral gave us a, a couple of prizes. Of course, Charlie Figolo from Base Tech gave some big prizes, and Gallipo Food, always a great supporter, and thank you, Sebastian, for supporting us at that function. We were talking just before the break about durability and the model that you have, Derek. So um, yeah. briefly tell us about that, and then if anybody else wants to know more, of course, like I said, just contact us, let me know, and I'll pass on your name and number or details. And, of course, you know anything that you've heard on our show – just get in touch with us, and if, like I said, if I can't help you, I know exactly who can. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. So as we uh, discussed before, uh, it starts with that vision, and that's just the outcome you want. And then there's three levels of knowledge you've got to have. First one is what are the opportunities that uh, are going to help you, and then what are the challenges that are going to challenge you, and you've got to be aware of both of those. And then the second level of knowledge is how have I dealt with those opportunities and challenges in the past. Yeah. We've all got different experiences and backgrounds, and no matter what we're going to face in the future, we are also going to have experiences in the past which will relate to it. Mm-hmm. These ones may be bigger, but We've got experiences we can draw upon. We've got to be able to draw upon those. And so it's looking at what's your experience, what's your exposure, what's your training, what's your infrastructure around Mm -hmm. you, what's your support team like, all those sorts of things. And most importantly, what are the gaps that you see and being able to access those opportunities or manage those challenges. The third level of knowledge is what are the signs that tell me it's going well or it's going wrong? 
Mm. Because sometimes we see those signs and if we're not prepared for them, we go, oh my gosh, I don't know how to handle that. I'm just going to stick with the plan because they told me the plan's going to work. Mm. And if it falls over at the end, you look back and you go, I saw that happen. I know I should have done something. I just didn't know what to do. I oh, didn't, so didn't have time. Well, <laughs> That's the big thing. Oh, sorry. Didn't well, quite often it. there's not time. Yeah. But if we prepare ourselves properly, we know exactly what to do. Yeah. And we will have that time. We will make that time because we know how important it is to do it. Yep. The, the thing that I always say is, like, I use the example of a, a tradesperson, right? Now, uh, you know, you look across the road and there's an old truck there with pipes on it and a few spanners and a few bits and pieces held on by tape, you know, <laughs> wrapped around the top. And then you look right right in front of it, there's a brand new van with a beautiful sign painted on it, you know, so-and-so super plumbers, you know, all the rest of it. And you think they're both in the same business. And now this guy who's got the van has got like 60 fans on the on the road, right? The other guy's been in business for 30 years and, and still got a 30-year-old truck that yep. he bought, you know, 30 years ago. So why the difference? How come one's got this old truck and everything's hanging off of it? where the other guy has managed to look at and build his business from one little van or one little truck to 40 or 60 vans on the road. So something happened. He had all those things in place and he had the right mentors and the right coaches. And that's all it takes, doesn't it? Yeah, this um, that goes right back to vision as well. Yeah. Because the person who's got the 30-year-old van may be just happy doing the one-man business. That may be the outcome he wants. He just wants a job so that he can survive. Some other person may need growth. So you've got to have a look at what's that vision of the outcome to start off with. Where's their passion coming from? And if you want to grow, then you will put all these things in place and you will go and find those mentors, those coaches. You'll take a look at other people's models. How did they do it? What are they doing? What can I emulate? Exactly. What what did that company do to grow? What did that company do? Why, Why are they still? successful you know absolutely and we've had examples of huge companies go bankrupt or huge companies closing in australia especially all our manufacturers is gone you know the the motor industries and stuff and the government supported them and supported them and supported them and now they've there's nothing left in Australia. Yep. It's and and I can't talk about every business, but we all know of some businesses that go extremely well and grow so quickly mm-hmm that they can't actually keep up with themselves oh, yes. and they fail because of that. Yep. Now, this is the inability to look forward and say, yep. that's an opportunity that's going to come up. If it comes up, how do I manage it? Mm. Okay, Because sometimes we'll look and prepare for managing challenges, yep. but we've got to look at those extreme opportunities as well. Yep. So we've got to be prepared for those. Now, once you've had a look at what the indicators are that tell you it's going well and it's going badly, mm-hmm. that's when we start doing planning. Yep. And we plan for each and every one of those contingencies. A lot of people talk about, I'm going to have plan A and I'm going to have plan B. So if A doesn't work, I'll always have B. Well, my background in the police star group, we have plan A, B, C, D, all the way through to Z. Good. Now let's talk about that because this is what got you started in this whole industry of becoming a professional speaker. And the fact is you were very successful in the star force with the police. So tell us your story. So my background is uh, policing and in as I was saying in the first part, it is Star Group, high risk arrest, hostage siege, counterterrorism, and that is operating at the very elite level of physical, mental, and emotional performance. Yeah, yes, that's now, a lot of people misunderstand the emotional. That's one of the most important things we do. Yes. Because when we start getting overwhelmed emotionally, our rational thinking drops out the window and we go into fight and flight and panic mode because we don't know how to handle that emotion. And our emotions drive everything. 
when we're highly emotional, we can't put in all the things that we've been trained to do, all the things that we would like to do, all the things that we say we would do, because our rational thinking drops down to absolute panic mode completely. Um, And so we were operating at that highest level. And we were trained to manage all sorts of extreme things. Now, the history that we're particularly talking about today is that we went so my team went out to arrest a guy in the Barossa Valley. He obviously didn't want to be arrested, <laughs> and he started shooting. Uh, he hit me 14 times with a high-powered rifle within five seconds, and I was lying on the ground for three hours before they could get me out. Now, there were four things that I need to do, and these four things that I did for myself physically, mentally, emotionally while I was on the ground apply as much to anybody else in their challenges and apply in business as well. The first one is control panic. Don't let panic take control of the situation, right? And that applied to me in my mind, but it applies in our business as well. The Mm. better prepared we are, the more idea of what those indicators are that tell us it's going well or going badly, Mm -hmm. the better prepared we are to manage it. So it was controlling panic. The second one was to control shock, not let shock take control of my body. Now, this is the internal bleeding, the internal response systems within my body. But our businesses are the same. When we take a hit in business, our businesses metaphorically bleed. And we've got to know what we do to stop that bleeding. The third one was I had to slow down my heart rate. And then I had to slow down my breathing. Because I knew if I could control those four things, it would slow down my rate of bleeding. And I'd survive for that little while longer. Now, again, it's the same in business. Lots of people these days are talking about mindfulness. And a lot of what I train in my uh, workshops relates to mindfulness but the breathing process you know how they say just count to 10 before you make a decision Mm. it's very true so long as you're breathing at the same time the more oxygen we can get into our body the more our body relaxes because the shock process when the body takes over and responds to shock it feeds the fight or flight muscles which are the major organs one of the organs that does close down is the frontal lobe. Yes. And that's where we do our creative our, uh, thinking, our planning, our processing at a higher level. And when that shuts down because we're in panic mode, we can't get creative. We can't do the thinking that is going to do the problem solving. We're in absolute panic mode. Yep. So it's about being able to get that blood flow back and that mm. breathing, that oxygenating of the blood and the body sends that blood back to that uh, creative zone yes, as well. Yep. Now, the best time to get creative, though is before something happens. And this again comes back to that model. Okay, what are the challenges? The training, the planning. (laughs) And most of it is mental. Yes. Yeah, no two ways about it. Uh, And when you say training, in Star Group, we have three phases of training. It's practice, rehearse, and drill. Mm -hmm. Practice, rehearse, and drill. Practice, rehearse, and drill. And we will go over it. Practice is where you start learning what to do when you sort of refine it. You rehearse it. Because you know what the processes are now. I've got them right. I'm going to rehearse it until I know it. But when you're rehearsing, you're still stepping through it. You're mentally going through it in your mind. I've got to do this next and I've got to do that next. And the drilling is where you do it second nature. You're not even thinking about it. Your body and your thoughts are happening faster than you can think about it. Because you've just got it embedded in your body. And we just need to do that. And that relates to a continuum that I talk about. And this is very applicable to people and businesses. Whenever we start brand new, we are fragile, right? We know we're making mistakes. We know we've got lots of things to learn. We know that there are things that are going to go wrong and we want to gain some experience. We're fragile. Mm -hmm. This relates to if you start a new sport or start a new relationship or you start a new business. The next phase is resilience. We move from fragility to resilience where we're able to bounce back. Now, this goes back to what you were talking about before. The easiest way to move from fragile to resilient is to have good coaching, guidance, 
mentoring, and be able to experiment and get good feedback, right? And if we can engage that, we will move to being resilient, and resilient is where we can problem solve and we can bounce back, Mm -hmm. and we can move to there very, very quickly. Lots of people say resilient is a great place to be, and it is. But we don't want to stay there. Yes, as you I was saying about bouncing all the time, you want to just keep growing and growing and growing. It's a stressful environment yes. to be always problem solving. Yeah. So we want to move to that next stage of durability. And durability is that you have so much experience in resilience and how to bounce back. You're able to say, "Oh, I've been through this before. I know that as a result of my experience, this is possibly going to happen in the future. I'm going to start practicing and preparing for that, so that if it does happen, I'm not going to let it affect me." You mentioned tradies before. Tradies are brilliant. They come in as uh, apprentices yep. where they are fragile. They need coaching, guidance, mentoring. They are able to then be operational through to the end of their apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. And then when they've finished their res- apprenticeship where they've been problem solving all the time, they go on then and start their own business where they need to be more durable. It's a perfect example. Yeah. But the durability to move from resilience to durability, it's about building up our confidence, yep. our courage, our belief in ourselves, and belief in the systems that work for us. Yep. Now, this well, is the build, mental build systems. Build the systems because a system may work for somebody else, may not necessarily work for you. And that's what, that's what people, the, the ones who said, I've been to a mentor, I've been to a coach, and I've got somebody and I'm, I'm following this so-and-so guru. Yep. And I said, yeah, but does that relate to you? You know, like you can't follow. And that's a very important distinction. And I mean this. I mean this with a lot of respect. You can't follow a Tony Robbins example, the way he runs his business, in a different sort of business. You can take a lot from what he does into your business. You can take a lot from. You know, I was watching The Apprentice. You know, yep. and and I learned a lot by watching others what they were doing wrong and what they were doing right. I'm looking at what they're doing right and how can we use it. Absolutely. You know, not so t- my business is very similar to Tony Robbins, but I couldn't use his processes. Yes. They don't suit me. Yeah. I can draw inspiration. I can draw, That's draw exactly right. uh, ideas uh, of he does it that way. I can do it similar to that and then tweak it. Yeah. We've got to engage in what works for us. Well, it's about yeah. resonance. It's about congruence yeah. with who you are. And compatibility. Absolutely. I mean, is it compatible to what you want? And like you yep. said, the, the guy that's running around in the old ute, he may would have liked to buy a brand new one, but he couldn't afford it because he hadn't the right plan. He just wanted to go plodding along, plodding along. And again, it comes back to that vision. What do you want? And yep. then what systems do they have in place? Are they still at that resilient stage where they go, oh, I don't know exactly what to do, but I'm just going to keep on working it out? And then don't do the forward planning. Yep. And, and so, you know, for each business and each individual, you've got to really sit down and nuance exactly what it is they are doing and how they're doing it. Okay, that's very good. Look, we're going to stop there. We're going to come back and have a break. So thank you very much. Please listen to our sponsors. Yo, ciao. Armando Paradiso from Unique Stone. Delivering quality stone tops to South Australia for over 20 years. Granite. Marble, Caesar Stone, Unique Stone, Granito, Marmo, Caesar Stone, Unique Stone. Thinking stone bench tops to your kitchen, bathroom, or furniture? Unique Stone at Jacobson Crescent, Holden Hill. Call us now, 8266-2280. Unique Stone, we won't be beaten. Come on, che stai facendo? Yo, chiama adesso. 
Lo sapevi che l'82% delle persone richiama più facilmente il nome di un'azienda vedendolo scritto su carta che in una pubblicità sui social media? Continua a valorizzare i metodi più tradizionali, toccare e tenere nelle proprie mani biglietti da visita, calendari promozionali, cataloghi. Maria Studio Printing è il tuo partner creativo di stampa e di marketing ideale. Si occupano di graphic design, sviluppo web, gestione di stampa, routing CNC e 3D carving, fotografia commerciale e riprese, offrendo consegne nello stesso giorno o entro tre giorni lavorativi. Maria Studio Printing può portare alla luce i tuoi progetti e crescere la tua impresa è facile. Per saperne di più, chiama l'8352-1268. Join me, Ron Fiedler and Karen Fiedler each Saturday morning from 9 to 10am for Talking Real Estate. Your guide to real estate in Adelaide and South Australia. We'll bring you the latest local real estate news, interviews, tips and advice from property experts. Plus, report on the Italian property market and let you know about the week's open homes and upcoming auctions. And don't forget, I'll be bringing you my open home of the week. On Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM, Talking Real Estate, every Saturday morning from 9 till 10am. Be in the know with Adelaide's local real estate show. Radio Italia Uno, sito internet www.italiauno.com.au Seguici anche sulla nostra pagina Facebook e Instagram. Radio Italia 1 You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno 87.6 FM Thank you, thank you very much and thank you to all our sponsors of course without our sponsors we wouldn't have a show so thank you very much and listen, at the moment I just want to give you a really good secret if you're in Adelaide or anywhere around where you can hear this program Please talk to us. We have some special specials on advertising and promotions. We are trying to help South Australians. We're trying to help businesses here grow faster than ever before and, you know, just zoom out of COVID and into the next century. We are giving very, very good specials. We've had major changes in our station and we're trying to help as many people as we can because we know a lot of people are suffering for lots of different reasons and we're giving great specials on advertising. So if you're thinking of advertising now, is a perfect time to call the station and talk to our sales people here. Thank you very much. And of course, Derek McManus is our special guest today. And like I said, he was a policeman. He got shot and was wounded for over three hours before they could uh, actually get him off the ground safely. And then he's become a, a professional speaker and trainer and he's been talking to people about business and he's talking to, about all these things and especially about human durability. And he started telling us about his story that he got shot with a submachine gun like at 14 times and he was wounded and he was left on the ground and it was in open space and, and nobody could get to him in time because they basically didn't expect this chap to come running out shooting at everybody, you know. So, Derek, tell us, after you got shot, what actually happened? Okay, so um, just to clarify a couple of points there, yep. uh, it wasn't a submachine gun, it was oh, a it was high-powered a, uh, rifle. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, uh, yep. a repetitive rifle, sorry. Yep, yep beautiful. Sorry. See, that's me not knowing guns, <laughs> not wanting to <laughs> know guns. Absolutely, but there are yep. pe- there'll be people yeah, yeah. listening who will yes. pick up on those things, particularly international people. Yes. So I was lying on the ground for three hours. My team knew that I was on the ground and they knew that I was alive, mm-hmm. but they couldn't get to me because of what the shooter was doing. And I won't right. go into those no, details. No, fair enough. Very happy to go into those details another time. Yep. We don't have enough time now. Yep. 
because this story goes forever. Yeah. But I was trapped on the ground. They were trapped where they were. They couldn't get to me. We were the response team on the day. Mm-hmm. If something had happened to another member of the public at the location where we were, and it was a long way from Adelaide, yeah. we would have been there within 45 minutes. Yeah. No two ways about it. And we would have had a, a response plan in place and implemented very, very quickly. Yeah. Unfortunately, we were that response team. We now had to look for our backup team, which were out doing training, which yep. was standard fare at the time, they were equally the other side of Adelaide. Yep. Now, we do these jobs on a regular basis, uh, probably or at least four or five times a week. Mm-hmm. And so we are very comfortable with what we're doing and we're very comfortable with the training team doing what they need to do. But on this day, because we were the response team and they were uh, well yep. away, they had to re- regroup, get back to base, get all of their equipment and then get out to where we were. And it was pure logistics. Yep. There was a race between helicopter and land vehicles yep. to be able to get out there. They were only on the ground for about 10 minutes and then they implemented the plan to come and get me. Yep. Now the extract team were told there's a very real chance Derek's already dead. We don't know whether we're going to pick up body or whether we're going to get Derek. There's a very real chance you may be shot and injured, you may be shot and killed, mm-hmm. right? And you've got to take that into contingency. Every one of those guys had the opportunity to go, this is crazy, this is too dangerous, we shouldn't go in. Yeah. Every one of those guys stepped up to the plate and said, this is what I've trained for, I want to go in there, I particularly want to get out one of our team members. And if I to, if you can get your head around this, if I had died and then come back and done a review because they didn't come yeah. in and get me at that time, I would have said that was the sensible thing to do. Mm. Coming in there was extremely dangerous. It would have been, like I said, you know. But they um, still committed to it. And one of the reasons that I could survive for that three hours on the ground because I, I had the confidence that my team would be there as soon as they possibly could. And when we're talking about building businesses, we need to build businesses where we know our team is 100% committed to looking after us, no matter what the challenge is. And long story short, one of my team members, while the doctor was treating me, stood between the shooter and the doctor so that if bullets came that way, he would would catch those bullets Mm -hmm. in his bulletproof vest. Now, that's the sort of commitment my team had. That's one of the reasons that I could have that confidence, that courage, that belief in my own systems, belief in the systems that we work in, that I was going to be okay. With a very real expectation that with the injuries I had, I may not survive. But if there was any chance of the boys getting in there, they would be in there as soon as they possibly could. Well, that's the thing that you mentioned, the fact that you had trained, rehearsed, you know, practiced, rehearsed and drilled. You knew what to do, you had planned it all in advance. When it happened, of course, like you said, the guys would have volunteered to come and get you anyway. But what's more important is uh, you relate it back to business and you relate it back to backup, you relate it back to recovery and, and all those things. Most people who are in business are in business by themselves and they don't think of all this stuff, you know. And I say to them, who's your team? Who's your backup? Who's your, you know, who's your good accountant? Who's your good solicitor? Who's your good consultant? Who's your bank? Who's your financer? Do you have these people on your side or are they against you? Are they actually yep. working for you or are you working for them? You know, yep, are, absolutely. Are, you, are you part of their team but are they part of yours? You know, if, if your accountant can see that something's going wrong – 
on your bass statement or whatever, he should be able to say, hey, listen, fix it up. This is, you know, make sure it doesn't happen next month or month after the, the next quarter. If you've got a legal situation, your lawyer should be on there snap straight away. Absolutely. You know? And that, that is going back to that model for durability. That's that body of knowledge. Yeah. What is your infrastructure around you? What are your support teams? And it's not just the legal business side. It's yeah. the emotional, personal yeah. side as well. Yeah, well We've got to have good family around us. You know, like, uh, I tell you what, seriously, the only reason why I'm alive now is because I've got an excellent doctor, an excellent doctor. My general practitioner is one of the best practitioners I've ever had, right? And she's a female, right? A female doctor. She knows all the female problems and she knows all the male problems. She, she has connections to all the top surgeons, all the top professionals in every area, right? Now, I've had a, a heart problem you know, forever, right? And doctors say, oh, yeah, yeah, you'll be right. Yeah, yeah, you'll be right. Come back next year. Come back six months. Come back 12 months. And they've just put me off, put me off, put me off. And and my doctor said, no, you've got something wrong with your heart. We should find out what it is and if it can be treated or what can we do to treat it. Yep. And as soon as she said that, I said, well, that makes sense to me. I mean, you're like, yeah, I've got this something wrong with my problem. You know, I've got more energy than five people, you know, but why – why then should I have a heart problem? You know, I, I don't feel different. I, you know, I, I'm always full of energy. I'm always, you know, uh, bouncing around, bubbling and happy and all the rest of it. And she said, no. Let, I said, okay, let's check it out. And then we went to a doctor. And this was one of the top specialists in Adelaide. But he treated me like a bloody a number. Yeah, right. <laughs> all right, here, take this tablet, come back in three months. Okay, take this tablet, come back in three months. Oh, how are you going? Oh, still the same? Oh, it's a little bit different? Well, just up up your tablet by five milligram, you know? And all he was doing that, I wasn't getting any better. He was just treating a symptom, you know, yep. not, not yep. fixing anything. Yep. And then eventually I said, look, I want a second opinion. And, you know, what really annoyed me was the doctor that I went to get a second opinion said, why would you come to me for? You're, you're under that specialist. I said, yeah, I know. I said, my wife and I, we both want a second opinion. And, and he said, oh, oh, okay, I'll just read his notes. I said, no, I don't want you to read his notes. I want you to do an assessment. And he couldn't understand. He got upset at me. I worked with the medical students at the University of, of Adelaide here and South Australia, sorry, South Australian Uni, and I was one of the lecturers there about a bedside manner and how to deal with with patients and I was one of the patients I used to be an actor yep. there acting as one of the patients so I knew exactly what sort of medication they had to do and I said no I don't want you to read that doctor's notes I want you to do the whole test and tell me what you think is wrong yeah, with fresh me. assessment you know I want a fresh second opinion I yep. said I want a second opinion not a reread of the first opinion and he went huh 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 and I had to make him do it and then he came up similar conclusion. He said, oh, yes, but I do think we need to do this, 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 this. I said, thank you, right? Yep. And then I went away, and the next time I came back to the same group, and I, I, I went, they put me back to the other old doctor that I'd been seeing. You know what he did? He had his arms crossed in front of me like this, and he said, yeah, well, why are you come back here? He said, aren't you seeing the other specialist now? I said, no. I said, you've been my doctor for five years, I said, you know, like, okay, don't so, you want me? So I'm going to pick up you on know, that. And, this is and, a stupid thing about some of these people. Yeah, I'm going to pick up on that and, yeah. and relate this back to this model of durability. Yes. We will sometimes get to the point where we are absolutely the best in our realm, and that's the experts you're going to see. But when they get challenged because mm. somebody doesn't <clears throat> trust them, 
sometimes personally, yes. they go back to fragility. And that's what you're describing now. Yeah. The doctor's got his arms crossed, yeah. doesn't want to engage I, with you because you've threatened him. I and just, he's gone back wonder, to fragile yeah. within himself. Yeah. And, and they goes, should be threatened. These doctors should be but, questioned but looking in at, a nice looking way. At, but I looking at the business nice model for, yeah, yeah. for the people out there, yeah. when we go back to that fragile state, <clears throat> mm-hmm. that's when our rational thinking is going low yeah. and we're not open to creativity. Yeah. If he had been open enough to creativity and go, well, what was the second opinion? Yeah. Maybe there's something I can learn <clears throat> here. Yes. He wouldn't have been sitting there with his arms exactly. folded. So exactly. we've got to understand and these about ourselves. And that's what as I'm well saying. As the people we interact people with. People in business think, yes, I'm doing the right thing. But sometimes you need a second opinion with your business. You need a second opinion with whatever you're doing. You know, Absolutely. To make it better. Now, look, we're going to. We've got to stay open minded <coughs> too. Yeah. Derek, we'll, we'll come back in a while. But I just want to introduce Matt's motivational section that he does. And every podcast we do, we, we have Matt doing a, a motivational session. So we're going to just take a break and uh, introduce you to Matt with his motivational session. Hi, I'm Matt McQuinley, and today I want to talk to you a little bit about becoming who you want to be. I saw an interview years and years and years ago. The subject of the interview was sitting down with the interviewer, and the interviewer asked him a little bit about his relationship with the ladies when he was growing up. And he was talking about how when he was a young man, he wasn't very athletic, and he was one of these guys that used to get the books knocked out of his hand when he was walking down the hallway in high school and get shoved in the locker and and, and picked on. And then one day, he was about 16, 17 years old, and he discovered the ladies. And he thought about it for a second, and he said, man, I'd like to get me one of those. And he thought, well, what do I need to do to get a girlfriend? And he said, well, what do women like? And then he thought to himself, they like guys that are athletic. But then he said, I wasn't very athletic. I mean, here I was, the guy that gets shoved into the lockers and the books knocked out of my hand in high school. And, you know, I'm kind of skinny and scrawny and gangly, so that's not going to work. And then he thought, well, girls like guys that are smart. But he was just an average student. So then he thought, dang, that's not going to work. And then he thought, girls like guys that are suave and sophisticated. And he said, well, I'm not suave and sophisticated either. And then he said, well... Some girls, though, aren't that smart. So maybe I could fool them into thinking I'm suave and sophisticated. So he started acting suave and sophisticated. And that person's name was Cary Grant, who was the most suave and sophisticated man that ever lived. George Clooney and Brad Pitt, please don't sue me. But both of you are a mere shadow of the suave and sophistication of Cary Grant. And I think you'll agree. So... It's not really how we start out, it's how we end up that's important. And the fact of the matter is, you can become whoever you wanna be. And there are two kinds of people listening to this message right now. The kind of person that are like, this is the way I am, I'm never gonna be able to get to where I wanna be, I'm never gonna do this, that, or the other thing. And then there's the kind of person that says, I can try, I can fake it till I make it, for lack of a better term, and eventually I'll get where I wanna be. The question is, which one are you? At Elders Insurance Adelaide East, our mission is to provide outstanding service and superior coverage to each and every one of our clients. With over 30 years of experience, we treat every client with mutual respect and understanding. 
will listen carefully to your specific needs and requirements in order to develop insurance solutions with a level of service and coverage you can't find anywhere else. Elders Insurance Adelaide East is a family-owned and run business with Italian tradition which is built on honesty, integrity and trust. Make an appointment today and go and see Tony and the team at Elders Insurance Adelaide East, 54 to 56 Kensington Road, Rose Park or telephone 8364 9477. We're an authorised representative of Elders Insurance, underwriting agency, Proprietary Limited, Elders Insurance, underwritten by QBE Insurance, Australia Limited. Have you heard of podcasts? Podcasts are like having a personal radio station that people can listen to on demand about topics they are interested in. And now thanks to Podcast City, you can record your own podcast and have your own on-demand radio show. You can use our professional recording equipment at the studios of Radio Italia Uno or Podcast City can come to your location with our mobile studio. Podcast City can just record your audio or work with you to plan, record, edit, and distribute your podcast to your audience. If you would like to find out more and receive a free podcast startup checklist or book a time to record your podcast, call Radio Italia Uno on 8212317 or go to podcastcity.com.au. Podcast City, podcasting the easy way. Hi, I'm Matt McQuinley. Join me each Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. for Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno. We focus on changing the world for the better by taking personal responsibility, destroying victim philosophy, canceling cancel culture, and by discussing as well as listening to each other on topics like leadership, cultural trends, beliefs, business, history, world events, and more. Change the world with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Vuoi promuovere la tua attività? Vuoi aumentare il tuo volume di affari? Non sai a chi rivolgerti? Chiama Radio Italia 1. Il nostro staff commerciale è a disposizione per ogni informazione o preventivo personalizzato. Chiama all'82 123177. Radio Italia 1. E anche tu sarai un numero 1. Radio Italia 1. You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for listening to our radio show on Radio Italia Uno every Monday afternoon from 2 till 3 p.m. And of course, on uh, Happy Business Radio on our podcast. Thanks to Ron from Podcast City. And if you're in and around Adelaide and you want to do some podcasting, Get in touch with Ron, he's excellent. Look, thank you to all our sponsors. And like I was saying earlier, we have some great specials at the moment, uh, Radio Italia Uno. So if you would like to um, talk to us about your business and promoting your business at a very, very reasonable price to a big radio audience and growing every day, get in touch with us. Now, our guest today has been Derek McManus. Derek, it's been a pleasure having you here today. It's been sensational to be with you, Peter. You really are a wealth of knowledge. I mean, I've always had a lot of respect for you. You know, because you're a policeman, I had to respect you. (laughs) No, 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 not you, the uniform. (laughs) I I did threaten to arrest you a couple of times, so it works. Yeah, it works. It works. Scare the hell out of me. Uh, Anyway, look, uh, seriously, jokes aside, ever since I've known you, and it's been over 20 years at least through the National Speakers Association and presenting, co-presenting and 
and hearing you on many other occasions where you've presented it's been great and and the thing that i really admire about you you don't only talk about durability you are a perfect example of being durable and not just resilient but not just keep bouncing back but you keep being durable that you keep on keeping on you've um improved a lot and you keep improving a lot and your message is so relevant and even Matt was saying here normally he butts in all the time and says a few things today he's been quiet as a church mouse which is unusual for Matt taking lots of notes you know and he said that it's all been good for him so you know what you tell and like I've always said this show is not about me it's about my guests and my guests are the ones that are fantastic you know my guests are what really makes the show and today you've made a great example of what your main points are about the the shock of being in business, the shock of, of you went through, you know, the, the the panic that people go through in business when they realise how things aren't working out the way they wanted them to. People realise that the COVID has affected them more than they realised, you know, and every business, every business, doesn't matter who you are, has been affected. We have been lucky. Thank God that in Adelaide, in South Australia, we've had literally no shutdowns no nothing and when we did have a shutdown for six days it only lasted three because we we got over it very quickly but in melbourne for example they had three or four different shutdowns in sydney right now there's areas of sydney that shut down in brisbane the same thing they've had central lock they had the whole state lockdown then they had different parts of the state you know we have been blessed in adelaide not to have any of that you know and of course everything you said relates back to personal growth personal mental health, anxiety, all those other things. Like you said, the, the, the fact that you mentioned, all these things you mentioned, every one of them is so important. So if you're listening to this now, go back and listen to the rest of the podcast and you know maybe stop, take some notes, go back, listen to it again. Thank you very much for coming in. It's been a real pleasure having you here. Peter, it's been an absolute pleasure dealing with you too. Yep. Always great to interact with Matt as well. Yep. Almost good to, then, good to name there, Matt. <laughs> yeah. uh, Matt and I have been friends for quite a while now. Yep. Uh, and, of course, we've got uh, Ron, Ron on uh, yep. audio, technical, so yep. great man as well. He does a great podcast. So, like I said, if anybody wants to do a podcast, instead of sending a, a long email or a long written letter or whatever, come in and do it the, the old-fashioned way but modern, because people used to send records. They used to be able to go into a record booth yeah. and record something, you know, and they used to have these record booths at, Wav- at Wavell Showgrounds when I first went there as a kid. I remember used to be able to go into a booth and record a, a little little record, you know, and uh, all over America they've got them where you can go into a studio and just record a, a, a little song or something for your sweetheart and send it off to her. Then, of course, tapes and CDs came out and that – did away with that business but today you know we reinvented it as podcasts <laughs> so you know at christmas time you can send a podcast to your relatives <laughs> but thank you very much matt thank you for coming in again pleasure is all mine yep ron thank you and Derek. we'll catch you back again soon look forward to it thank you and goodbye arrivederci good night good morning and thank you for listening to radio italiano and happy business radio until next time bye You have been listening to Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. Catch our show every Monday from 2 to 3 p.m. on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM.